It's Friday, November 24th, and you're listening to Met Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto. Good morning. I'm Gabriel Hilti, and this is Morning Mixtape News. These are the top stories today. The blast on the American side of the Niagara Falls border to Canada kills two people. New details on the Rainbow Bridge reopening with terrorism ruled out. A new report says the oil and gas sector need to slash emissions to have a chance to meet climate goals. This out just ahead of next week's United Nations Climate Conference. And the coverage of the escalation in the Middle East creating rifts in journalism. An investigation says CTV and parent Bell Media suppress critical coverage of Israel's war on Gaza. Then, Samina joins with a book recommendation in her segment, Turn the Page. And after, sports update, plus the weather forecast round off the show. Let's look at the headlines. The Rainbow Bridge at the Niagara Falls border to Canada is expected to reopen today. This comes after a car crash and explosion on Wednesday that killed two people on the American side of the border. CBC News reports the mayor of Niagara Falls, Ontario, expects the bridge to open back up to traffic shortly after investigation and cleanup efforts. The FBI in Buffalo determined Wednesday evening that the explosion did not have any connections to terrorism. The identity of the two victims of the crash are still unknown. Officials in New York say the explosion causes complications and describe the vehicle as close to incinerated. The final decision to reopen the bridge will be made by U.S. Customs and the Niagara Falls Bridge Commission. All other border crossings in the region, like the Lewiston-Queensway and the Peace Bridge, are fully open after briefly closing on Wednesday. CBC News also reports the incident immediately generated reaction in the political scene. In the U.S., a candidate for the Republican presidential nomination used it to push a campaign point of a border wall between Canada and the U.S. The accident also made waves here. Conservative Party leader Pierre Polyevre on Wednesday cited inaccurate reports of a terrorism attack to question Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in the House of Commons. In climate news, a new report says the high-emission oil and gas industries need to change course to save the climate. Global News reports on the Thursday findings from the International Energy Agency IEA. They say the current investment of 800 billion US dollars a year in the oil and gas industry needs to be cut in half. The greenhouse gas emissions from the sector will also need to fall by 60% to give the world a chance at meeting key goals to limiting climate change. The Guardian reports the findings from the IEA come just ahead of the United Nations Climate Conference COP28 slated to start next week. The IEA's executive director, Fatih Birol, says the industry faces a moment of truth and, quote, continuing with business as usual is neither socially nor environmentally responsible, quote. The IEA says rising public outrage could play a factor as the link between extreme weather and carbon emissions is understood by more people. Executive Director Birol says oil and gas companies only spend around 2.5% of their capital on clean energy, with the remaining 97.5% going to traditional business areas. Next, rifts in the journalism industry with the coverage of the escalation in the Middle East. A new investigation says CTV and parent company Bell Media 
distort the truth on Israel's violence in Gaza. The findings from independent news outlet The Breach say CTV directed journalists not to use the word Palestine and suppressed critical coverage of Israel's war on Gaza. These findings are based on internal emails obtained by The Breach, along with interviews with several employees at CTV. The CTV journalists, under anonymity, say senior producers and editors said not to report on protests for a ceasefire. They also say stories with too much information on Israel's occupation of Palestine were blocked or delayed. Internal directive emails to journalists across Bell Media obtained by the breach say not to use Palestine as a descriptor, as, quote, Palestine as a nation does not currently exist, quote. The breach reports that Palestine has the status of observer state at the United Nations and is recognized as a state by 139 of the 193 United Nations member states. Journalists who talk to the breach say the directives are part of a wider culture at Bell Media with an extremely tense workplace. Bell Media provided a statement in response to inquiries from the breach, saying, quote, Our news organization always ensures coverage is balanced, factual, accurate, and fair. Switching from the headlines to our daily segment, here's Samina with the book recommendation in Turn the Page. Hello listeners, welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week I'm going to make a book recommendation and I hope it gets you turning the pages. Congratulations, you are now pronounced husband and wife. Childhood sweethearts Nicole and Tom couldn't be happier. That is until they learn they've won the lottery. The happy couple spends the next several years building the lives they've always dreamed into reality. They've got fancy cars, expensive hobbies, and an exclusive lifestyle they could have never imagined. To top it off, they have built a custom state-of-the-art glass barn on the gorgeous grounds of Lancot Peninsula in Gloucestershire. Nicole has never been this hopeful and happy before. The dream shatters when Tom is found dead in the swimming pool. The title of the book is The Manor House. The author is Jilly McMillan. Jilly's writing style starts one way. It draws you into the lives of the characters, and before you know it, everything turns on its head. You never know where the story is going to end. A perfect trait for someone crafting a mystery. Nicole is devastated. The glass barn starts to feel like a glass fishbowl surrounded by piranhas. Tom was everything to her. His death starts to unravel everything. Sasha and Ollie, a couple living at the Grand Manor, are willing and ready to help Nicole. They are living with their housekeeper. Then an old school friend of Tom's shows up to help Nicole grieve. Detectives Jen and Hal don't think Tom's death was accidental. Besides the mystery, the vivid descriptions of architecture and design, the atmosphere and the setting draw you into the story. The glass barn is sleek and modern. The manor, owned by Ollie and Sasha, is gothic, old, and grand, with secret tunnels. The housekeeper Kitty lives in a coach house on the grounds. The story is told in alternating perspectives of Tom, Ollie, Sasha, detectives Hal and Jen, Kitty, and a mysterious character named Anna. The narrative starts five years earlier to the day of Tom's death. Everyone is lying, covering their tracks, or manipulating someone, with more and more secrets anticipating as you read. It seems when you win the lottery, everyone wants a piece. 
If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at MetRadio. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. Thank you, Samina, for keeping our reading lists up to date. Looking at today's weather, it's mostly cloudy and there's a 30% chance of flurries throughout the day. It's chilly with a high around the freezing mark, feeling more like minus 6 with the wind chill in the morning. The low for the evening and night is minus 3. In sports update, the Raptors play tonight against the Chicago Bulls at 7.30. That's part of the in-season tournament, where they have slim to no chances of making it further than the group stage after two previous losses. They do come into the game with some momentum after a 132-131 win in the thrilling Wednesday night regular season game against the Indiana Pacers. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening to Morning Mix Safe News with today's top headlines and stories in just 10 minutes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MetRadioNews to stay posted on all of the latest content. For MetRadio 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm your host, Gabrielle Hilti. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend.